It's a residency at the House of M's. This is Triple M Nights with Dave Gleeson. If half of what I'm saying, what I'm saying is true, then this next guest is the frontman of UMI and a nine-time Olympic gold medalist. He's the scruffy Aussie rocker who's responsible for the band Silverchair's name. Or at least the song Berlin Chair is. We seem to be referencing that song a lot. Here are some of his other songs. Was he ever thinking that This year, he's going to pay homage to one of his greatest influences, The Who's album, Tommy. Performing the whole thing live on stage with the Jezebels, Hayley Mary and the Super Jesuses, Sarah McLeod. Catch him on stage this July and August. Fun fact, he's also a radio host, so maybe he and Gleeso can have a battle over who can talk over the best part of the song the most. Please welcome UMI frontman, it's Tim Rogers. UMI, Tim Rogers, they are part of the absolute fabric of Australian rock and they have uh, gone from success to success, had so many great uh, albums and projects that they've undertaken None more uh, ambitious than this one. They're about to head out on the road and do the Who's Tommy in its entirety. I've got Tim Rogers on the line to talk about that very uh, undertaking. G'day, Tim. How are you, mate? Hello, Dave. It's always good to talk to you, mate. Yeah, you too, man. Well, now... Tommy by The Who has to be one of the greatest uh, rock um, albums of all time, and it was a rock opera. Yeah, look, it's the story of its creation of um, nerded out on for, for decades yeah. and uh, what I've been not, not surprised by, I was kind of aware of it from pretty early, is that a lot of it uh, isn't necessarily great. Um, a lot of it is, but uh, some of the... Um, uh, not only the narrative and the story, but some of the songs are, are quite uh, pithy. Right. And yeah. uh, so what we've done is um, individually just listen to a bunch of the their performances of the album, particularly from 69 and 70. And um, while keeping that pithiness in there, because it's part of that sort of, you know, music hall, English kind of tradition. Yeah. But, but put on a, um, a show that tries and, uh, well, pays respect to it, but also put a little bit of our own bent on it because it's... Um, it's flipping odd. Uh, it goes, <laughs> you know, it goes um, from being very uh, whimsical to to then um, some great elongated, um, more psych mm. bits where, where we can stretch out. So, and it, look, Dave, to be honest, it wasn't our suggestion. Uh, Davey and I did. Um, Davey from you and I and I got a band together a couple of years ago and did a version of the the whole album just for, for fun, and. Um, then it was suggested to the band to give it a try, and I was surprised when the other guys, particularly Rusty and Andy, said that they'd be right up for it. Um, I mean, any, any excuse to get together is great. Yeah. But we thought, look, while we're writing a new record, let's um, let's play someone else's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but uh, and these things, these are the things that make it fresh and fun to be creating your own music as well. Just to be able to do. I mean, you did the Spinal Tap thing, which I was I was just. <laughs> Just a few years late on that one. Um, but, you know, just the, the fact that you can get out there and have some fun uh, and enjoy making music uh, and, as you say, changing the music, making it a little bit more your own thing, that must be a, a great fun thing to do. Well, I think the, one of the things being in that kind of odd level that we're at where we, we aren't guaranteed of getting a crowd everywhere, so there'll be nights that are, that are pretty empty and, and think, well, you can either – 
explore a bit, try and pay respect to, to people who maybe want to hear some things, but as well be a, be a rock band and um, explore a bit about yourselves musically and personally and your, your levels of patience with other band members. And, <laughs> and um, so when something like this gets thrown up, as long as we know that we've got, we've got something of our own that we're writing on the boil. Mm. Um, but just want to mention that with um, occasionally playing uh, to not many people, it, it, it sort of means it frees you up in a way um, because you, you're not expected to play 15 hits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a couple of songs that people know, but you really can can kind of do whatever. And, and I think we've, you and I have talked about this before when you – touring with these bands that are huge and they've got this 15, 20 songs that, that 30,000 people would eviscerate yeah. each band member separately <laughs> yeah. if they didn't play. One at a time. <laughs> One at a time. Um, and I, I've seen it be a bit of a drag to some of the larger acts who, who know kind of what what is to be expected and, and they can go a little potty. I remember even on tours uh, with really big bands, you know, Oasis and Soundgarden and those kind of folks, and they kind of did the same thing every night mm. uh, because it, it worked and it was absolutely guaranteed that it would make a crowd go berserk. But I think for band members, it could possibly get dull. I don't know how playing to that many people a night uh, with a full rider could ever get dull, but <laughs> I've seen it happen. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, now you're taking out um, the amazing uh, Sarah McLeod and Haley Mary from the Jezebels, who's got a brilliant voice as well. Um, and, and well, obviously we we lost uh, Tina Turner only a couple of weeks ago, and she was an integral part of the Tommy uh, the Tommy landscape. Yeah, I, I toured with uh, a lady, PP Arnold, a couple of years ago, who was in the orig- uh, not the original incarnation, but the '65 to '67 incarnation of. Uh, the Tina Turner and Ike Turner Review. Right. And she, she told me a whole bunch of Tina stories and every single story was not only about her talent, uh, which is kind of otherworldly, but just what a brilliant person she was um, under often difficult circumstances. Mm. And really just uh, each night when we played with P.P. Arnold, we'd, uh, she'd go and say that Tina Turner was the greatest performer and the greatest person she'd ever met. And... So Tina passing away just before on this tour um, because she was a big part of the film. Uh, it'd be lovely to think some way we can uh, some kind of you know our kind of dedication to her because uh, we're massive fans yeah. um, and and want to do that. And I think having Haley and Sarah along uh, kind of breaks up the snag party a bit, uh, <laughs> and that they're friends of ours and. Just, yeah, just I think it was breaking it up a little and, and getting people we knew. Because Haley and Sarah, for all their energy and, and, and beauty and power and dexterity, they're, they're very professional and rehearsals are rehearsals. They're fun. But we, we kind of tend to be a little loose about rehearsals. But when we get people that we respect in, um, you, you kind of, your back straightens a little bit, you know, and you, and yeah. you think, I don't want to waste anyone's time. Um, so there's a bit of that. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that Haley and Sarah said yes. I think it's going to make it far more entertaining just to for an audience to get, and to get some different voices on those songs as well, you know, yeah, regard, yeah. even sort of beyond, um, you know, whatever uh, gender we happen to be, um, you know, just get something different in there. I'm, I'm glad they said yes. 
Fantastic, mate. Well, UMI continue to do whatever the hell they want, and uh, <laughs> they're going to be playing Tommy all around Australia, July and August, with special guests Haley, Mary, and Sarah McLeod playing Tommy in its entirety, mate. I can't wait to see it, Tim. It sounds both, fantastic. Both, you don't mind if um, when I uh, when we enter the state, if I give you a call or maybe a couple of weeks beforehand and see if uh, see if you're. Um, Possibly free that evening. No worries, mate. I'd love to possibly to. do some vocalization. Dave Gleason is the only man I've seen. I'm going to talk about you in the third person with food poisoning to do a backflip on stage <laughs> and give 140 percent. While I've he was so oh. bloody sick, and oh. I was at the entertainment center, and and I've never seen anything like it. Anyone who asks, I'll say, you know, who's the who's the kind of hardest working person you've seen on. On stage, I saw it that night. So, if I can give you a couple of weeks' heads up, Dave. Bloody oath, Tim. I'd love to come and have a crack, mate. It'd be unreal. Good man. All right, Tim. Thanks very much for joining us. You can get all the details at uh, UMI on Facebook, Instagram, etc. Tim Rogers, been a pleasure, mate. Love to you, Dave. Yes, mate. For all the latest rock news, interviews, and backstage experiences, don't forget to subscribe to Triple M Rock on the Listener app.